Welcome to another episode of Dio Talk. I'm Dio. Let's talk. Uh, I would like to present my guest for today. Uh, he is a very, very talented barber. Uh, we go way back from the Barrio days. So this is a very, very special episode. This is the this one is duro. I would like to welcome you, Pito Finesse. How are you doing, brother? Welcome to the show. I'm, I'm good, bro. Thanks for having me, bro. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you for I'm being doing here, good, bro. man. I'm doing good. Grinding. Well, I mean, under the circumstances, you know, everybody is good is not great, but you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Tamo vivo, you know, we're alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Grinding. It's it's good to see you, man. I haven't seen you in yo, you years. too. I've I've been seeing you. I've been seeing you looking at you low key doing your thing, and you know what I'm saying, yeah, man, but, hustling. Yeah, got to. So I'm you're, proud you're, of you, man. Doing thank you, things. thank you, man. It's yeah. uh, it means a lot, especially seeing you um, from way back in Puerto Rico and, and seeing you evolve because now you're at New York, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, upstate, come, upstate New York. Yeah, you come such a long way, man, and I see you po- your your posting and it's it's beautiful what you're doing. You're you're a definition you. of that person that says, for as long as you 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 practice your craft, you you'll get some success and perfection and and you're that definition man um it's beautiful it's beautiful how i got so many questions man um how when you began in this barber game how old how old were you how old was i Hmm. so so if i tell you how old i was that's gonna give up a lot (laughs) (laughs) let's just say let's just say that was 2002 wow i started chopping people up yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I decided to go to barber school in 2002. Got it, got it. Um, I don't even know. It's a long time. What, was, what made you yeah, what made you what made you want to become a barber? So to be honest, I really didn't have in my mind being a barber. Like obviously, like every like young kid in middle school, high school, like we used to go to like the barber of the barrio, like mm-hmm. um I don't know if you remember Don Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Don. So like I used to go every every Sunday. That was like his his day to cut at home. So I would go every Sunday and get a little edge up or a cut or whatever. And I always like to be fresh in school and whatnot. But um I remember seeing him, he had the dope the dope whip. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he he had he had he always had, had like had the bling on, you know what I'm saying? Like he was, yeah, he was, up he was very he was popular. Fresh. He was very yeah. popular. So I looked up to him, but I never thought I was gonna be that dude. But I remember um, after high school and whatnot, um, I came out here to Alb's where I live right now. And I was like working in the kitchen, like doing some some like prep work for my cousin who was like a sous chef. So I was like, you know what? This is probably what I want to do, but I want to do it back home on the island. Got so it, they, they set me up like a, a letter of recommendation and whatnot, but got over to Puerto Rico and like, you know how nightlife is in Puerto Rico. You don't yeah. want to be in no kitchen cooking. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to be in the kitchen cooking. Like when everybody's out. So I was, I didn't, I didn't mess with that. So I was like in that space to where I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I remember my cousin, um, Anya, you, you yeah, probably remember yeah. him too. That was my boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ride or die. I remember his, um, his mom, his mom gave him a bowl cut one day. Mm. Right. Damn. And like, and like, he pulled up to the crib with a bowl cut, and he was going to school the next day. I was like, "Bro, you can't do that!" Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't let you go like that. So I grabbed my pops clippers and like 
tried to fade him up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't great, but it was better than what it was. It was way better to what he was looking. Wow. So, like, after that, it was like every week, he was like, yo, fix me up, fix me up. And then, like, I don't know, I came attached to it, bro. Dude, you, you were like, you were like the mayor. Like, if you would have, <laughs> if you would have, like, gone and and you know do your politics shit you would probably become a mayor that's how popular you were like that's, that's funny you say that because um wifey um when we started going out like she like she would say that she was like well i feel like i'm going out with the mayor because like we can't walk two steps and somebody saying what's up to you or like you know what i'm saying like yeah but i don't know it's, you 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 were that guy everybody from you know, Papayo, Salina, Parguera, um, Las Arriba, La Plata, every, yeah. every, every barrio in, in uh, Lajas, Puerto Rico, they wanted to cut your hair with you. That, that was just point blank. You know, so you, you're, you know, you're very iconic. And uh, to see your progression and make it big because uh, what you're doing is it's, it's fucking awesome. It's I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to I'm happy to be one of your clients. I'm happy to know you. I'm happy. I, I I'm at least one of the people see you progress. I'm like I'm super proud and, and nervous just sitting in here and uh, speaking with you because you you're you know you for us that you know for us that really didn't have a, a good role model growing up in, in the bar here we came from. Uh, you're a fucking awesome role model, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That's dope to hear. Yeah, man. Um, and put, you know, not just that, you will fly as well. You know, you, everybody <laughs> want to be in it. Yeah, everybody want to be in it. You know, you had a you had the papaya crew that was fucking big, and you know, Yo. people talk shit, but everybody wants to Ran be a part deep. of that. Right, yeah. ran deep. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, when when you first started cutting hair, what was your first spot to cut hair at? Was it always bro. in front of the, the high school or? Bro, so like if we go to where I first started, is on my balcony, Papayo. Mm. I don't know if you you if you ever came through, um, but like I remember I remember starting doing three dollar haircuts, bro. Oh like, man, I remember those days. Three dot three dollar haircuts. Like as crazy as that sounds, like but um like legit, legit and establishment, um I had, I had, I had finished, um, barber school. I went to a salon in La Barguera, right? Yeah. So was it Yvonne's one? No, or no, it was, um, where the supermarket is and that little strip. Yeah. Little yeah. Strip yeah. Mall. It was something that. small, but it was, but it was cute and it was kind of high end, but, um, they didn't have nobody who did, um, men. So I was like, all right, whatever. And like, Remember back then, I think the haircut was probably like $12 in that shop and everywhere else it was like $8. So it was like, and I was, it was going to be a percentage, but long story short, I cut there for two weeks. Got it. Cut one head <laughs> while, while back home, I was still cutting like 20 per week. You know what You'll I'm make more money at home than. Yes. You know, so I cut one person in the shop and it was $12, no person gave i remember like to this day person gave no tip so it was like twelve dollars in the box and six dollars of that was mine wow so mind you i was wasting money to go to work like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. whatever but um i remember one day um i was just cruising through the pueblo laws and whatever and um franklin barber who's a person i looked up 
looked up to in the industry who used to cut my hair himself. He stopped me. He was like, yo, what's up? I, I heard you were nice with it, this and that. Like the words out there that, that you can cut, like like we got a chair open in the shop that was right in front of high school. I was like, where? Like, when can I start? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, even though yeah. I was nervous, but I was like, yeah, when can I start? He was like, all right, next week. I was like, bet. So I, I never went back to the, um, so it's it's kind of, I'm not proud of not going back to the, like the salon to say like, no, nah, but I'm you gotta go. You you but gotta like, go where you got more potential. If it's not working, but like out. yeah, like looking at it now, I was young, or whatever. But I I should have showed a face. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have burnt that bridge. Yeah. But um, I, I said like, the hell with it. Like I didn't even go pick up my six dollars. I was like, nah, nah, peace. When it's peace. not meant but, for you, um, it's not meant for you. You gotta do facts. what you gotta do. You know. Yeah, that's that's where um, where I can say I officially became a barber. Like you know what I'm saying? There was yeah. um, older dude named Randy. He was the, so, so when I was hired there, it was going through a transition between Randy and Franklin's brother. Yeah. So like Randy had sold it to him and like he, he was going to open his like little studio for himself. And then that's why um, Franklin like hired me through his brother's shop. Got it. But yeah. Got it. Got it. So that barbershop, was that the barbershop next to the, the high school? Because yep, later, yep. later on, you were there, but then you made that transition, and you went to like a couple, a couple of blocks down, where it was more, yeah, smaller but intimate, yeah, smaller. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So, yeah, so with that shop, I was there. I was there for quite a bit in front of the high school, and I remember, like the dude I was telling you, like he he had some money money issues. Like mm-hmm. the way he purchased the shop probably wasn't the appropriate. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so. Uh, he, he, I guess he owed the wrong people money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he decided he was going to sell that shop in front of the high school. Wow. So mind you, I'm a young kid, young kid coming up and I've always been ambitious. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I always want more. Um, so he was like, all right, so I'm going to, I have to sell the shop and leave Puerto Rico. Damn. So I was like, Oh snap. Like, what are, what are you going to do? How much? And like he put a number out there. So that same night I remember going to my mom I was like, Mom, this is on the table. Like they're gonna sell the barbershop. Like this is the dopest, like the dopest barbershop in the city. Like if I like if that was mine, like it'd be crazy. So she was like, All right, so let's go to the bank and see if we can get a loan. I'll co-sign for you. So I was like, um did a, did the whole process. Yeah, yeah. Got the loan, went with my man's to um to the lawyer. So we did everything legit. Right. Yeah. And, and during the process, I had called the landlord's husband and I told him what was going on. And like, could we like do the lease? Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like change the lease over to my name and whatnot. He was like, yeah, it should be no problem. So I did everything. When I, when I went over to the landlord's house to do the lease, it was, it was the wife. Um, she's like, Oh no. Um, I can't believe you did that. Like, uh, like, how did you buy the barbershop like this? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, um, I had planned to buy it for my son. Mm. And I was like, but your son's not even a barber. Like, no, but I wanted him to start his own business. But I was like, all right, but I had no, like, I had no knowledge of this was going to happen. Like, yeah, yeah, I business, talked to your, business, yeah. I already talked to your husband. Like, he said, we're good to do the lease. So she bugged out. And she was like, no, um, that's not going to happen. We're not going to sign the lease. Um, I'm going to give you three months to take the stuff out of here. 
Wow. So it was like ultimatum. So like I was on like up here, like, you know what I'm saying? And like her telling me that I was like, boom, like, I was like, wow, what the hell am I going to do now? So I was looking, um, looking for spots in Laos. I couldn't find nothing to compare. Yeah. Like, like that was like a huge space, like front of the high school. So like we had the clientele right there. Yeah. We had yeah, parking, we true. had everything. So nothing compared. And I remember her like talking to her. I was like trying to convince her to let me stay. But she was like, um, I'll give you the money you paid for it. And I'll keep you as the manager of the shop. Um, so I'm like, all right. So what does that mean? So I was like, well, um, you pay the booth rent, but I'll, then at the end of the month, I'll pay you for managing the shop or whatever. So I was like, I was like, all right. Cause I couldn't find the spot that convinced me. So, yeah, yeah. um, I was like, all right, let's do that. So I got the money back, bought a, bought a car <laughs> and worked a couple months for her, but I was running the shop and literally she gave me not $1 back. Damn. Like for managing. And I like, I was like, yo, so what's, what's good? Like what's going on? Like, like I, we, we, I like hired new barbers, like all the chairs were full shop was popping like you know what i'm saying like i feel like the shop was in better condition than to where before. to where it was before like you know what i'm saying because like we had all the young kids coming in from the high school like like it was popping like you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. but um she did me dirty franklin moved down the street to that other spot you were talking about yeah and as soon as he moved i was like yo i'm, I'm going with you like you know what i'm saying like it's crazy because I left a couple months after I left. She ended up selling the shop to Joey. Uh, yeah, Joey. So Ooh, she Joey. did me dirty for no reason, basically. Yeah. You know what I'm she yeah. she learned that there was no money in it for her son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they weren't really making money. Yeah. And, but, and, and Joey's shop was like a new... Like an upcoming generation. Uh, it was full, but still. You guys moved mm-hmm. down to that small shop and Yours was still was still popping, regardless. Oh, yeah. So you know that's how you know God is on your side. God don't like ugly. Always, facts. And you were there for a good minute, a good yeah. minute. So when when were you a part of uh, what is it called Revolution Barber? Yeah, one of the co-owner, founders. co-founder. Yeah, yeah. You still you so, still owning that? No, no, no. Three three years ago, when I made the move over here, uh, I parted ways with with Wilbur. Why not? Yep. And that's the that's the right now that's like the hottest spot to go to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. How how was that's... that uh, how was that transition and and now you went from um, you you were at the beginner then you at the middle now you 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 know years later you you were a part and a founder something how was that transition how did it help you become a better bro so um it was nerve wracking in the beginning I'll tell you the truth. Like, mind you, um, kind of the same thing went down in Franklin's barbershop. Like, he he knew I was there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could take care of everything. And, like, he got into politics and, like, yeah. stepped yeah. away from the shop. As a so client, I was doing... As a client, a lot of, a lot of people realize that. Yeah, so, yeah. so a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of his clients were coming to my chair. You mm. know what I'm saying? And they were telling me, it was like, yo, you're basically running this shop. Why don't you do yours? Like, and I was like, yeah, that's facts. Like, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I was like, nah, like, whatever. Like, I had no responsibility. Well, I had responsibility, but, like, not 
I had to come show up and pay rent. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Other than that. But I was basically the face of the shop. You know what I'm saying? I was the one pulling people in and whatever. And um, my my boy Wilbur, my cousin, my business partner, compadre, however you say that. And I'm not sure. But, um, Godfather. No, nah, no. Nah, so I'm his kid's godfather. And he's my okay. youngest godfather. So got it, got it, got it. Got it. Uh, I don't know what the word would be for that. And it's but <laughs> whatever Godfather, you know? <laughs> well, yeah we brothers <laughs> yeah um, yeah he approached me with the opportunity um yeah he, he had a nice spot like that he he located and price was right and like he called me over and like he was like yo um what do you think about like partner up and and open up a shop and i saw the spot i saw the potential i was like yo let's do it like you know what i'm saying and from that day, we, we like we decided everything was going to be 50-50. So it was like if we bottle, if we if we buy in a water bottle, it costs a dollar, mm-hmm. you put in 50 cents, I put 50 cents. If we sell it for $2, $1 here is $1 more. Like, um, yeah, bro, like, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing when, when, like, you're the person who, like, creates something. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that was, like, my baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like literally like something making something out of nothing type yeah thing. yeah yeah i remember we started two chairs it was just him and me boom, boom, boom. a month later one of the barbers that used to work with me called me he was like bro i'm here at Franklin's shop and there's no clients like do you have a chair for me and, um i talked to wilbur he was like yeah let's do it so i told him i was like yo i don't want no beef with this dude but yeah business is business he came over and we just went from there wow that's incredible that's incredible that's beautiful that's amazing you know wow um craziest part about that i mean to interrupt you but um, a couple years in franklin decides to close because he didn't have no business and um came to work for me oh shit (laughs) Yeah, bro. Like, it was crazy because when I left, like, he unfriended me on Facebook. Yeah, he felt some type of way. Yeah, he felt some type of way because I wanted to grow and whatever, which is understandable, like, kind of. But um, I used to drop my daughter off right next door to the dance academy from that shop. And, like, he, if I would see him or whatever, he was, like, avoid, like, always avoid me or whatever. And um, I remember one day he saw me, came right over. I was like, hey, what's up? How's it going? This and that. And I was like, hey yeah like it's kind of yeah. weird like yeah, he yeah, talked yeah. talk to me for a, week, a year and then he was like yeah i decided to close the shop um i want to know if you guys have space for me so i i was like well i don't know like you know what i'm saying like i gotta talk to my business partner and like i don't know like where our friendship stands like we haven't talked in so long he's like mm-hmm. oh like everything's cool like um you kind of hurt my business leaving and this and that whatever but um yeah like i talked to this dude and like we both came to the agreement to to where if he was to work with us he had to like lose the bad habits he had from Mm. running his own um shop and yeah everything worked out real like to this day i want to say today this and this day he's probably like in south carolina Uh, but like he's, he's 
Yeah, but yeah. he's like from South Carolina back to Puerto Rico and back and like every time he's back in Puerto Rico, he's working in revolutions like to this day. Got it, got it. Yeah. Now as as a barber, how how's it been how difficult has it been with, with COVID and this pandemic going on? Headache? Well um when when the shutdown came through, like obviously um paranoid like you know yeah. what i'm saying i didn't want to cut nobody like you know yeah. what i'm saying i yeah. don't want to be next to nobody because i don't know like i don't know if i'm yeah, touching yeah, your yeah. hair if that, i'm gonna get it like you know what i'm saying like we don't know what's going on and um wifey at home is a germaphobe from the get-go from before all this like you know what i'm yeah. saying like so you know, i was locked down was locked down for me like I had a lot of boys like hitting me up, like and my and my coworkers were like, "Yo, we cutting, like we doing house calls, like we gotta make bread." Like, and I was like, "Bro, like I don't, I don't know how I feel about that." And then my clients hitting me up, it was like, "Bro, I got a hundred for you, like you know what I'm saying? Mm. Come through, like cut me in the garage." And I was like, "Damn, a hundred dollars for a haircut? Oh no, like <laughs> like like I want to go, like you know what I'm saying? Because like I'm, I see my my savings going down little by little, like." Wifey was holding it down, but um, like when you accustomed to be the main provider, yeah, of yeah the household, yeah. it's like slap in the face, like no, nah, you can't work. And like, like I said, I didn't want to work because <laughs> I was mm -hmm. scared. But um, yeah, it was tough. Like I didn't um, I didn't get what's it called, disemployed, unemployment, unemployment. It was a hassle. Um, yeah, man. I was able to file probably a month. A month before we reopen, but I never got any money from them, right? So, so we reopened the shop that we were that we were allowed to reopen and whatnot. And luckily, probably a month later, I got like some back pay, but it was a struggle. It was a struggle. I mean, to this day, it still is. Um, I want to say, 50, not fifty, but probably 70 percent of my clientele has came has came back. Yeah from after the pandemic, I want to say there's probably a good percentage of the people ha that haven't either found somebody else, are scared to come in the shop, or they're just doing it at home. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But shit, like- This pandemic got me, this pandemic, shit, I started cutting my own hair. Shit, six months of haciéndome tostones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 like the last time, yeah, like six, six months ago, I went to, to barber shop. Uh, I waited three hours, mind you, and this is somebody I already know, right? I waited three hours. Did That's I get a haircut? Pre-COVID or after COVID? COVID. When when they let the um, during COVID, you waited like, three hours. Yeah. Wow. Is it? Yeah. And I waited, mind you, everything through appointment, you know. So you I, had an appointment. I had an and appointment. On top of that, you had to wait three hours. I left the barber shop with no haircut to find my car with a fifty dollars ticket. Ooh. So uh, you know, I've always known how to shape myself up. You know, because in the barrio, you got to defend yourself. You know, when you go to the party. Oh yeah. Oh, fa facts. So I've always known how to do that, and you know, from that point forward, I just you know YouTube and you know I messed it up. Mm -hmm. You know, past the one. Fuck it. And just keep, 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 you know, this last time I did it, it came out, you know, decent than, you know, the times before. But, um, yeah, man. And it wasn't even the, you know, it wasn't even the the, the price that bothered me because 
you know, as a barber, you know that, you know, once COVID hit and the store started mm-hmm. open, everybody's, you know, the prices started to skyrocket. It wasn't even that. It was just, you know, there was just a guy that I known for, you know, I grew up, I grew up in Puerto Rico, but every time I would come over here, he was my mm-hmm. go-to guy. You know, I've, yeah, been, yeah. I've been with that guy since he's opened and founding that shop and he knows my family and it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want nobody to take priority of me, but you know, if I'm, if I, you told me two o'clock, you know, and three hours passed why I'm still here. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and I, you know, I said, fuck it. And I just started doing my own thing, man. Because it's difficult. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. What made you, That's... what, what made you come, want to come in and start cutting hair over here? So the hurricane, bro. Gosh. Hurricane Maria. Yeah. Hurricane Maria. And like, um, even to that day, like with the hurricane, I didn't want to leave my baby, like, like, like the barbershop, like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Especially in that moment. Like, it was tough. Um, tough for everybody, obviously, but during like the whole, the whole hurricane, no power, no, no, um, signal, like no yeah, signal, no signal, no help from anybody. No signal, no, not because the towers were down. Um, no help from nobody. Um. We were them dudes to, um, we was actually opening the shop, like not opening the shop per se, but we put up a, a tent in the front parking lot and we would charge our clippers because they're all rechargeable clippers now. Yeah. And we already, are, we were already up to date. We would charge them in our car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So like we were still cutting like, um, money wise, um, like I was pr- making pretty much almost what I was making before, like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But like it was, it was tough, like um, to get gas, to get bread, like to get ice or whatever. To like, get anything. Like if you didn't have a generator, and like um, at the moment I had a four month old at home. Wow. So, I would I would go to the shop, and leave um Leslie home, with my both of my daughters. And she wouldn't even know if I made it to the barbershop because I couldn't call her. Like, so she would stress out and like pull up just yeah. to know I made it there. Like, so it was kind of stressful. And um, at the time, I'm, my parents were out here and um, a lot of my mom's family lives out this way. They decided um, to get us tickets to, to come out here for the time being for um once the tickets were bought, I was like, all right, so we'll go a month or two until like power is back on, yeah. whatever. But um, wifey has always wanted to make the move. So so we came out, um, I wanna say one summer, uh, probably like three years prior to the hurricane. And so she's a Bronx girl. So mm. she's from Puerto Rico in the Bronx. So she's a city girl and coming to where where my family lives out here is more suburbs. Like right. we got the city of Albany there, but like we all like live more suburbs. So she liked it. So she was like, oh, um, why don't we move out there and this and that. I was like, nah, we good. Like we, I got the shop, like you're, she's, she was a teacher out there. Um, she was a teacher, but she didn't have the permanence. So like every year she had to compete for a different, Position. a different spot and yeah. teaching and whatnot. So it wasn't, it wasn't something stable for her, but, um, we were doing well, man. Like we had the crib in Papayo. Um, she had she had the property. Um, 
from from one of her aunts or something like so we actually started building the second home got it so um we were building a second home in puerto rico and like our idea is probably to rent it you know yeah. what i mean have that have that income yeah. off of that or whatever yeah. um so so we were doing pretty well like you know what i'm saying like and i was doing pretty good in the shop and whatever um so i never had that idea like i need to go to new york and like you know what i'm saying but um when that happened, um, uh, my 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 cousin actually opened the doors to her crib, which I'm truly grateful for her for doing so, um, for us to stay with her. And like like I said, the idea was to be here a couple months, go back to Puerto Rico and keep it moving. And um, when I did that, I had a conversation with Wilbur. I was like, hey, bro, like this is what's going on. Like I really don't want to leave you on the worst moment, but like, um, I just gotta make sure my family as well yeah, like whatever he was like yeah he was like nah bro um I, I hold it down like just just don't keep me out of the loop like let me know what's going on and this and that and i told him like um yeah i'm going for three months but like there is a possibility like if everything goes well like i won't come back and then like we'll do what we got to do business wise but um so we got here i told wifey i was like all right so i'm gonna give you i remember we got here probably a week before halloween i was like i'm gonna give you until January to find something like work-wise to convince me to stay. Mm -hmm. And um, so for the time I was just like doing construction, like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to go into a no shop to where nobody know me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and that was the other thing, like coming over here, I was like, if, you had if stuff I were to scratch. stay, yeah, if I were to stay, I didn't want to do a shop. I was, mm -hmm. that was my mindset. You know what I'm saying? I, I was like, I want to do like maybe UPS or something. Find a job to where I was making maybe twenty, just to put a number, like twenty dollars an hour, but I would have like everything deducted, my social security, my mm. unemployment, like something different. I wanted to switch it up. But um yeah, so January came and nothing had happened. Like she didn't call nobody, like 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 nobody called her back. Sorry. Um, excuse me. But um, so she didn't get no interviews or nothing, but she was still looking. Um so I called back to Puerto Rico, called my boys, how everything was doing. Still no electricity. Um, they were still dealing with the day-to-day, -day, like hustling and doing whatever, but they were doing okay. But um it wasn't it was it wasn't great. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, so I'm just gonna stick it out another month or two and see where we're at. Probably a month went by, she got called for um to be a Spanish teacher. And when she saw the contract she showed me the contract excuse me the numbers made sense yeah you know what i mean the numbers made sense i was like all right um i think we can do it and i had i remember i had gone to a barber shop here to get a little cut and they were hiring so i talked to the dude and whatnot and um like he basically wanted to hire me on the spot but i didn't want to i didn't want to cut like like i was telling you i i I was like, I don't think I want to do this, but um, beautiful shop, bro. Um, like totally different, like shop to what you see in Puerto Rico. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. it's like, oh shit, like this is, looks it's so much to, professional. It, it's so hard to break out of that mentality once you're 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 a boss and going back to from scratch is it's, it's difficult, bro. Not even that. It was like just putting myself to where. Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I would pull up to my shop 
I, I would, I was already booked. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I was trying to squeeze more people in to come to a shop to where I'm going to be sitting on my ass. Nobody knows me. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was scary. Like, so I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. But, um, at the end of the day, she started working and then like, I sit down, I was like, yo, like I have to be a barber. Like that, like, that's what I am. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm good at. Like, I, not that I can't learn something else, but besides being good at barbering, it gave me the flexibility to where I could drive my daughter to school, drop her off. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, I could set my hours. Like obviously the barbershop has set hours, but, um, I can accommodate certain things that I wouldn't be able to on a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. Um, so I decided to do it and the owners at the shop that I'm, I'm still at, they, um, they helped me out a lot. And like they said, my Clippers do just do the speaking. Like yeah, man. Yeah. my Clippers do the speaking. Like that is true. He's very good at it. Yeah. Three now, years in three years in and like my schedule is pretty booked. Now nah, God bless. Starting from yes, scratch. Now you do you ever see yourself going back over there? You know, or like are you to Puerto Rico? Yeah. Definitely, bro. Like my heart is there. Like Shit. this morning I woke up to fucking shovel my driveway. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> no, don't worry. This but is like, raw. Don't worry about that. Okay, okay. But yeah, um I feel that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you know that. what I'm saying? Like my well, I go on Instagram, my boy is on the boat. Fucking Wilbur, right? right? You be, yeah, uh, yeah people, you got people on the boats and stuff. Like, shit, man. Come on, I, man. I, I haven't been there. Like, uh, last year, my wife, she took me for my 30th birthday. I haven't been there, like, in 10 years, mind you. Word? Yeah, man. Wow. Like, I, you know, I had a, for me, I had a good and bad experience, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I didn't want to go back. I, I it's like, for me, it wasn't really nothing there for me besides, you know, the beauty of the island. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted, you know, like you, you know, I'm very ambitious. I wanted more, especially yep. for comfort coming from somewhere that we really have, you know, nothing. I wanted more. And, you know, you know, 10 years living over here uh, and just living the day because over here the, the you know the day goes bad go, go passes by quick it's not like over mm -hmm. there it's not long and just working and working and just it, it, it loses your perspective on things right so you know this time the pandemic I see as a blessing because I was able to you know start this up uh, focus on because I print t-shirts you know print t-shirts focus on my brand and, and you know my my other avenues are real estate because my wife is she's a real estate agent and just now focus right. on, on my dream and and not lose that focus and you know if i go back and see the you know buy property you know vacation but me living there i don't know man it's uh it's, it's i don't see so much possibilities and that's what so much opportunity yeah and it's that's not, what yeah. and that's the opportunity is not yeah. not the same Definitely. and that's what what um what saddens me the most because there's so much potential in people there, you know, but with the government mm -hmm. and then now like where we live in our area, Salina, Papaya, there's you know, earthquakes left and right, left and right. Insane. So I, I, you know, if I want I want to be something big or try to be something big, 
and where I can be, uh, uh, you know, an instrument, a possibility for my people over there. To help them out. I feel yeah. I definitely feel you. Yep. That's dope. Um, what's your last name? Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. Who, who, um, who's your family out there in my, Salinas? My family, um, is my grandmother. Her name is Ana, Ana Zapata. My aunt, Iching, Elizabeth. Uh, okay. She, she's family. Her family is like Papayo. Okay. Papayo. Yep. Um, uh, my grandmother has uh, uh, siblings in, in the Babayo that are close to, uh, what's his name, Cayin, the defunto, arrested soul, uh, the people from the store next to the park. Okay. Yep. So they're, everybody, I'm, I'm family mostly with everybody there, but my last name because that's my, why, that's why I, t- I yeah. told you in the message. I yeah. was like, for all I know, we, we might be related. Yeah. Um, um, I learned probably two years ago, um, Soleil. Yeah. Macho's, Soleil? Macho's uh, wife. Macho, so, yeah, Macho's like my little brother from forever. Yeah, I love that and guy. They, they together. They together. And I just learned two years ago, she's actually my cousin. He's Macho's my cousin. He is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you said Cajin. Yeah, we're yeah. on Cajin. Yep. See? They just crazy. don't have the same last name because the majority yeah, of the people yeah. over there is a lot of guys. Pops. Yep, yep. Yeah, Vargas yeah. and um Cruz. Mm-hmm. Cruz, Vargas, and yeah. Because I saw I, I thought you were related to Papote. Or, no, or he, he's actually he's actually my cousin. Uh, I mean, so so Papote is my cousin too. Yeah. So see, you know how that you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you know how that shit works when it comes to cousins. Yeah. <laughs> um now Junito Junito uh he his family's from Guanica. Okay. You know, which but that's who you used to hang with a lot, right? Yeah, he used to hang with me, not me. <laughs> he used uh, to hang with me. No. <laughs> he used to hang with me. <laughs> no, no, but um, yeah, yeah, and and Salina, yeah. Uh, right. yeah, but his family was from Juanica, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had families in the Papaya or, or shit like that. Right? Yeah. Right. So, um, I see he's doing well in in the tattoo shop. Yeah, yeah, man. Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of him too. Yeah, me too. You know, he, uh, he, you know, he was a, always that guy that he, you know, he's he's more like a, he's a, how do I say, a, a style butterfly. You know how the, the uh, more like a trend butterfly. You know how every year new trends and styles pop up. That's him. But uh, okay. you know, he it, that's something he's always been into, even when he was young tattooing drawing and uh he was living at one point over here uh, i think in new york mm-hmm. he he went on um ink master so yeah yeah it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a craft that he's been um he, he's been crafting for years man I'm, I'm very proud of what he's what he's done man you know bigs up to him a big shout out i was supposed to have him in the show but he has a crazy schedule yeah crazy yeah. crazy schedule man uh you know, but back to you, brother. Like that that um fuck. Um you and over here, how how quick did you like did you see your clientele increase? Because um, over here over here has they have a different style. You know, in Puerto Rico we have that, you know, clean face, poppy chula type of shit. Over here, it's kind of different. Like, how how quick would you able to adapt and your clientele increase? 
So, um, in terms of adapt, it 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 didn't take me too long. It didn't take me too long because um, like, I'm a quick learner. Like you know what I'm saying? Like our our obviously in Puerto Rico we have every every type of hair. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you got redheads, you got blondes, you got morenos. Like you have every hair type, right? But um, so the only really real difference to where I felt like I didn't know what I was gonna do when it came to like waves. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm. like out here, like oh, like yeah. the waves popping. So like I I was kind of like, but like in the beginning, of a couple of days, like put it like a couple first two three months um i was sitting a lot so i'm not gonna just sit there like you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm watching and learning like you know what i'm saying i'm watching um the owners and um the better barbers in the shop on how they do it and applying it like once i got the opportunity but um a couple months in bro a couple months in um i ain't gonna say i was booked like, you know what I'm saying? A couple months in, but um, um, little by little, like once I, I put the objective to myself to where every client that sat in my chair had to feel like that was the best cut they ever got. Yeah, I work. Whether, whether the edge up wasn't on point or, mm-hmm. or not, like the whole experience, like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like just conversate, like. You know what I'm saying? Sociable, um, customer service. Yeah, facts. Yeah, facts, bro. Um, Just being humble and being there, bro. Being there is the number one thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I I, I remember doing one edge up on an eight-hour shift. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, and now, tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing. I had to be there for eight hours because if I'm not there, when that one walk-in comes in, somebody else is going to grab them. You got it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, I started off taking people that nobody wanted to take. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Leftovers. But um, that's how it is, bro. And like, obviously, I have a lot of family out here, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had a lot of family out here, and they came through and support. And I want to say 80% of my family don't come to me no more because I'm too busy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, Which is a good thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Obviously, I would like to take care of them, like my uncles and stuff. Like my, yeah, one of my yeah. uncles still comes to me every now and then. But, um, bro, uh, I want to say I got lucky and I found that Boricua presentado. <laughs> or he found me. Let me say, let me put it this way. He found me. Oh, Cause, shit. Because, like, like, he booked an appointment with me. He actually told me, he was like, oh, I've been looking on the Facebook. I've been looking on the Instagram for a couple months. And like I seen you, this and that, and like so he came and, and I cut his hair and whatnot. Like oh, oh yeah, like give me the blowout, mm. the Puerto Rico blowout. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and like he was hyped, and I was like yeah. So like we like we talk in Spanish and like yo like you you put me in my zone. Like you know what I'm saying? Like what I was comfortable with, and like we clicked. You know what I'm saying? And like once you get that dude, bro, yeah, you already know, yeah. like because he knows everybody. Cause like this dude has been a mechanic. He's been an electrician. He's like, he, he's done and knows everybody. And once you yeah. got that dude in your bag, bro, that it was a blessing. It was a That's blessing, awesome. bro. Like, like, it was like, yo, 
yo, Pito, somebody's talking Spanish on the phone. Come here. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Literally, bro, literally. And it was weird because they didn't really have that, that, like, they had here and there, but, like, the Latino presence in the shop is, like, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Like, I, sometimes I'm like, damn, where all these Puerto Ricans come from? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, bro, like, I have a lot, I have every, every type of clientele, but, like, the Latinos is coming through. Yeah. Like, when they, they come through, they, they, and, yeah, when they come through, they come deep, bro. Like, they got a cousin or they got somebody who works with them and, like, yeah, they bring toda la patrulla. Borigua or not, they're, they're like, yo, my, my barber's the best. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a blessing, bro. That's, that's what's up, like, bro. I'm happy. On I'm top happy. of on top on top of that, um, one of the owners of the shop, um, I guess like he's very well known in the area, and like he's a great barber. Um, he he's the dude that he wants to go to all the barber shows, and like he was trying to push, like trying to get on the wave, like be Instagram famous or influencer yeah, yeah. or whatever, and um, like whenever he would say like there's a barber battle in, in Connecticut. And there's education, continued education to go. I was like, oh shit, that's a thing. I didn't know that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, let's go. Like, yeah, let's and do thank, it. Thank, and thankfully, wifey was okay with me going away for the weekend. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I know some people who wouldn't be okay with that. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But um, she was okay with me. Yeah, go go to the barber show and um. Did you imagine if if it's crazy because you know at one point you in Puerto Rico you were at your top. You you know you are at your peak. You had your yeah. own shop, and then yeah. you know it's a beautiful story. You know it's all about work, and you come here, and you you know start from scratch, and now you're you're fucking you know doing barber shows and battles, and and networking with people that you you know, it's fucking it's oh man I'm fucking I'm touched. It's beautiful, brother. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's dope, bro. And and you know hopefully shit in the future you know. Gets big, you know. Uh, yeah, bro. Like I, I did a, um, I did a post. I post, I posted something today because it's, um, I know the whole week of like the tragedy of Kobe. I see. Yeah. I, I put some in the I background. Gonna, I, I was gonna ask homage, you, but later. I was gonna ask you later it. on. Yeah. But um. So let me see. Hold on one second. For those listening, we're talking about uh, he has a a beautiful picture of Kobe holding the championship uh, in his background. So you guys got a chance uh, when this video comes out on YouTube, just uh, go check it out and you'll see what I'm talking about. I put the post so long. I'll just cut it up a little bit. It's not about wanting to win. It's about the dominate. Yeah, I'm into that. So that's, that's the Mamba mentality. That's what I'm trying to live up to at least in the barbering game and then sp spread out to wherever yeah, I can. Wow, man. I, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how far you've come and you continue to go because, you know, it's only, you know, you know, sky's not the limit. You get what I'm saying? Back, bro. And like back then, like when I was in revolution, like owning the shop and like I said, book, book day to day, book day to day and like pushing people to the other barbers. So I couldn't take them. Mm -hmm. um, I thought I knew it all. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I did. I admit it. I was like, I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then I come out here and it was like, whoa, wait, 
How do you do that? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, bro. Like, and then, and then I started, oh, like these influencers, educators, and this and that, barber educators, and like, no, you go and get this certification and that, and now, now they put in weight units and like, yeah, like, that's a that that's shit. a wig. I'm like, that's a wig. What are you talking about? And, and but they be finessing it and mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. look, like, there's like so, like, I would never say I know it all again. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. <laughs> There's always somebody that knows more than you, or like. I got you. I got you, brother. It's dope, man. It's dope. I saw. Um, I saw. I want to give you kudos. I saw that video. Uh, you did when you asked your wife to marry you. Uh, you cut her hair. Oh, you seen that? Yeah, that shit was yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. That shit was dope. <laughs> did she? You. Did she know? She didn't. She didn't know what you're gonna do. She didn't know. She didn't. Well, that's what she tells me. She didn't know. Uh, yeah, women are smart. Didn't know. But um, nah, bro. Like, I don't want to say she's clueless, but because <laughs> she's right here, she's right here staring at me. <laughs> but nah, nah, bro. Like, I, I had everything set to to where I, I didn't give no like no hints or no nothing. You're, you're callao, you're yeah, yeah, shy. yep. Damn, man, that was that was beautiful. Uh, you know, Thank sometimes you. I, I look back and I watch it like, fuck, I wish I would have done some shit like that when, when I proposed to my wife. <laughs> yeah, I had, mad, I had mad dudes hitting me. Like, oh, you're making me look bad. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I was like, nah, bro, it's not about that. <laughs> nah, it's definitely not. Fuck, man. Yeah, you have an incredible journey, man. Um, what, what, what were you? You remember when you, when you heard about Kobe's passing? Yeah. Yeah. That shit, that shit, um, because I know you're a f- big fan of him, and fucking oh, yeah. everybody in the fucking Babayo was a fan of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how important was his, you know, that that figure to you? Bro, it's my like my idol, like like you know, I I used to either cutting hair or playing ball, like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm what five six five seven. I was never gonna do nothing, but. <laughs> but I thought I was Kobe when I was lacing him up. Shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was Kobe. The facts. Like, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it hit deep. Oh, it yeah. Hit hard, man. It's facts. Uh, you know, and to see, to see, you know, a, a year later, um, the Lakers be back on top with LeBron. You know, put icing in the. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Put put icing on the cake, man. Yep. You think you think they're going to on a they're going to repeat? Um, I do, I do. I I know I know it's mad teams out there stacked and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I I like the team. I mean, I like, like Brooklyn, that are doing anything possible to fucking get people to to Brooklyn and win a championship. Brooklyn is scary if they can get it together. Yeah, I think it's just too, it's too much score. You know, you need sometimes you need more than uh, actually, you know what? Kobe said this in an interview um, that um, he liked the way uh, Harden played, but you don't win championships with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got Kyrie that he I don't know what, you know, his thing with, with LeBron, but he wants to beat LeBron. And then, you know, you have um, Kevin Durant that wants to be LeBron. And then you he have wants to be bigger. He wants yeah. to be bigger. Yeah. And then you you want you have um Harden now there that 
All that motherfucker wants to do is shoot the ball. I mean, it is good on paper, but you know, yeah, to constructurize that shit. You know? I I feel like before the trade, mm-hmm. they were they were they were better prepared. Mm. I feel like, but Kyrie, where he is mentally, mm-hmm. is is spooky. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you don't know how how much you can count on him. When they made the trade, I feel like they would be better right now if they traded Kyrie. Yeah, wasn't he like uh, he yeah, got to find a fucking a bunch of bunch of money because he chose not to play? Yeah, I don't even know because he was gone. I guess he like was gonna miss a game. He wasn't going to the game, and like he texted the players, mm. some shit like that. Like he was like, "Yo, I'm not playing tonight." He didn't text the coach or nothing. Like. And then, and then somebody posted a video of him and like his sister's birthday party, like with no mask on and something. So they like they find him and whatever. They find him a shitload of money. But yeah, I mean it. It was dope because like like even though he was gone, like I think like he ended up buying purchasing a, a yeah, house for, for like for George, tra- George, yeah. George Floyd's um family. So that like he has you could tell he has a good heart. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, you know I don't think. I... I used to like him with the Lakers, but then I saw him when when he got traded to Boston. Um, you, I don't, you know, he he talks a lot, but and and you know sometimes he he kills it in, in the court, but you can't count him mm-hmm. a lot. He's not countable. Yeah, yeah, he, he always hurt. Yeah, I think he's overrated. Yeah, and I, I mean know. he got skills. I'll, I'll give him same. that, but mm-hmm. you know, he's he's unreliable. Mm-hmm. He's unreliable, and you know I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I think they'll win the championship, but I think they won't go, you know, that far. Everybody, everybody has their own, excuse me, they have their own mentality, you know. At least LeBron, yeah. you know, was able to be like, you know, I'm willing to take a pay cut to win a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, when, you know, it's not like Cleveland, Cleveland, nobody wants to go to Cleveland, man. You know, nobody wants to go to Cleveland. You know, nope. go, going to Cleveland is like going to the Knicks. You're just fucking going to waste your talent and end up playing for China. Like, like Stefan Marbury and and uh, you know m- most of the players that end up in. in uh, it's a in shame, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a shame because the Knicks. It'd be dope to see the Knicks on top. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's you know. But they, they seems gotta, so far away. Yeah, they gotta it's they ownership. gotta change ownership management. Yep. You know, yeah, and plus yeah. you're in New York. You you they over. Exaggerate people. You remember when uh uh what's Lynn Sanity came out? Oh won like three games, they're like, oh the next Michael Jordan, <laughs> you know, type of shit. It's they they're overexposed, you know. Yeah, Look at Carmelo yeah, yeah. when Carmelo was there and had that good team, overexposed them, and you know, at last minute it got eliminated from the Pacers. Yeah, so yeah. It's um overhyped. Yep. So I'm 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 looking forward to see what happens. This season, I'm, I'm usually I'm not, you know, paying attention because I, I feel like the NBA is, it's, you know, sometimes pull, you know, full of politics and shit. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, throughout the years I've lost the passion, but uh, I think this is going to be good. So let's see what's up. So uh, thank you for joining me today, brother. Oh, thank you for having me, bro. Thank you. Thank you for you know, taking your, your time out and, and uh, coming on my show. Um, I truly believe that, you know, whenever you feel down, just 
go back and look that look at this and hear your story, bro, because it's amazing. And um, dude, thank you. You're welcome, bro. Thank you. Uh, do this again. Yeah, no doubt. All right. I'll, no I'll doubt. wait. I'll wait for your announcement. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Thank you for joining me, brother. Thank <laughs> you.